Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. As always, guys, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. And I have to say, the topic that we've been talking about for the past four days is probably one of the most controversial topics, at least in the eyes of many of you, based on your feedback and anything we've ever presented before. We've been awash with questions, concerns, comments. And if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, go back and listen to the past four days for the podcast. And the topic has been on these I.O. programs or instant offer programs. You really need to be understanding and studying what's going on with these in the marketplace. In our opinion, the the biggest disruptors to the industry, the biggest changes that have happened in the industry in the past 30 years, you know, most of you guys have been in the business for this long. You've experienced, uh, you know, the greatest housing crash in the history of housing crashes. You know, you you experienced 9-11. That was the second, you know, not, and obviously not in the order, you know, it goes 9-11, it goes the housing crash. Zillow came around in 2007. I mean, these are all big, huge things that have changed the industry. It's essentially not, you know, it's basically caught a lot of people unprepared. All these things, the Internet back in the 90s, that could arguably be the, the maybe the largest of all of them. So those are the things that have been disruptive to the real estate industry, and it's interesting to have lived through all those, to watch to see how people have reacted when these disruptions have happened. In other words, have people embrace them. You know, people's behavior under stress or people's behavior uh, when, you know, there are looming change is interesting and fascinating to watch. The folks that wait too long don't stay in the business. That's really the bottom line. Or if they stay in the business, they stay in the business and, and they have virtually no business, so they might as well not even stay in the business. So in our opinion, these instant offer type programs, whether they're in this iteration or whether they're going to be in an iteration that is yet to be, you know, yet to come to market, they are going to revolutionize the mindset that sellers have and the industry, you know, consumers have towards our industry. And the real bottom line is, if you listen to the past four shows, if you're not offering an instant offers program to compete with Knock Knock, to compete with OfferPad, to compete with Open Door. You're probably not – you might be in business, but you're going to be in business in a, very diminished, in a very diminished capacity. And there's really no reason for you to accept that. There's no reason for you to basically accept uh, losing uh, to these new guys and to your competitors and to the brokers and to the other agents that come out with similar programs. So we received a bunch of questions over the past four days. Julie and I have taken the time to write all the questions down, and we're going to go through all these questions on today's podcast. And we're also going to give you guys some homework, some statistics, statistical stuff that you can go research yourself. So, Julie, before we jump in, anyone else you'd like to acknowledge, anyone you'd like to say hello to, coaching clients and otherwise? Hello. Yes, uh, just a, a general thank you and shout-out to those of you who have already ordered your T-shirt from our T-shirt shop. It's not too late to get that. That's on our private Facebook page, or I think, Tim, they can go to harristshirts.com, right? Let me just double-check that that's right. Yeah, that's right, harristshirts.com. Uh, and uh, okay. and the, uh, our new book, Harris Rules, is coming out, so the Harris T-shirts – they're, when you guys see them, they're like rule one, rule two, rule three. They are obviously the same uh, as the same order in which the rules are discussed in our book. So make sure you grab your T-shirt. Grab and if you've been a longtime podcast listener, and we have basically 100,000 regular listeners, you guys are very familiar with a lot of these rules. And I think a lot of you guys are attracted to us in the podcast simply for the fact that the rules are actually, you know, they're 
they're the truth. They're the bottom line. <laughs> they're really what you need to be right. doing and what you need to be focused on. So look, guys, go to yeah. right and go listen to past podcasts anytime you want it. Uh, iTunes.com or Stitcher.com or just go to TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what you need to do. And also a quick reminder. Uh, if you guys have not received your free coaching call, um, and we are always uh, available for that, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, we give you six of our free books, including Real Estate Treasure Map, and that is your step-by-step business plan. So please don't delay in doing that. We are usually booked up for maybe three or four days in advance, but every time I announce it on the podcast, we usually get booked up for like two weeks. So I would strongly suggest you immediately go to Free Coaching Calls. Uh, free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. If you're on timandjulieharris.com, uh, you'll see the uh, the button or the box there to complete so that you can uh, request your free coaching call. And you get those six free books, no strings attached. So listen, guys, we're going to go through these questions. And, and I'm not going to, Julie and I are not going to do rehashes of the past four days uh, worth of podcasts. I want you to go back and listen to those. So we're just going to go right into the questions without any further delay, Julie. So our instant offers, question one, we got this one a lot. Our instant offers and iBuyer type programs, and iBuyer is just sort of an industry term for trying to encapsulate what these guys represent. Are they a fad or are they here to stay? And here's and basically we're going to give you guys some statistics. And I'm going to just answer the question by giving you some numbers. And this is actually something straight from Zillow and talking about open door in Dallas alone. So open door is buying all over different markets. But where they're buying uh, in Dallas, they're getting a lot of traction there. They're in Arizona. They're, you know, all, just go to their website and just look to see how their website works. But in Dallas alone, here are, their statistics, here are the statistics. In the last 12 months, they've had 1,520 sales. In Dallas alone, they currently have 380 active listings. All-time sales for Open Door is almost 3,000 units. And by the way, according to their Zillow profile, they only have six people working with them. Okay, so I want you guys to think about that. If you're in Dallas, you know this company exists because chances are you're seeing their for sale signs in the yards of listings that could have otherwise been yours. And if and I was on Open Door this morning and I was uh, scanning through their listings. These are really nice houses. They are and they're all and the, they're in the price ranges that you'd expect them to be. These are not low end houses. These are not trailers. So those of you who have the mindset that the only people that want to sell houses like this are going to be the people that are basically wholesaling junk, you are absolutely incorrect. If you don't believe me, go to Knock Knock, go to OfferPad, go to Open Door, and look at the listings that they have, and you'll see what I'm talking about. They are really nice listings that any real estate broker would be thrilled to have. All right, so Julie, let's go to uh, question number um, – Yes. actually, I'm, I want to um, – okay, yes, I know. Let's go to question – okay, let's just go to question number two. Is it ethical, legal, or okay to create your own instant offers program, even with little experience or no funding of your own for such a thing? And the answer is yes, uh, and it's not difficult to figure out how it works because you can just go to one of these websites – and you can get their contracts, and you can read their FAQs. You can <laughs> completely understand how the math works. We already have coaching clients that we're helping form their, uh, their own programs. Matter of fact, I had a coaching client that came to his coaching call today and had already basically with one phone call to one investor basically had a commitment of $2.5 million to start buying houses in Reno, and he literally is going to open up his own open-door competitor. Now, they're not there in that marketplace yet. None of these instant offer iBuyer-type companies are there yet, so he's going to beat them to the punch, and he's going to start Joe's instant offer real estate or whatever the heck it's going to be called. It's going to be enhancement to the services he already provides. So is it ethical? Is it legal? Is it okay to create your own program? Absolutely. I'm going to go back to something we said yesterday. 
Um, and I think Julie covers this in the Q&As too, but here's really the bottom line. 10 out of 10 buyers are going to be interested in these programs. Literally, 10 out of 10 buyers are going to be interested in these programs. When you guys go to Open Doors website, for example, and I'm, I'm there now, and I'm looking in uh, a Dallas or I'm looking in any of these other markets, and you basically read, click on their how it works, you know, and you walk through the process, and then you basically, they also do a little math for you showing essentially what it works as far as like how much you're going to, uh, you know, here it is right here. Selling to Open Door, average fees 8%. Selling to the traditional real estate seven to ten percent, and they use the example of a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, and they're walking you through exactly how all the fees work, and they're they're saying that they were going they're going to actually net for the seller more money than if the seller had gone through the traditional real estate process. You know, I mean, there's some conjecture in their analysis. I can tell you just by looking at the spreadsheet, but you guys need to go there and look at the stuff yourself. You know, they're, they're essentially what they're doing is they're saying, Mr. Seller, listen, you don't have to bother with showings. You don't have to bother with inconveniencing your family and doing open houses. You can choose your closing date. You can have, you know, sort of like a graceful exit out of your house when you are ready to move to your next place. And what I find really compelling that these guys, I think, are figuring out, they haven't quite gotten it figured out yet, is when you click on buy, so they're buying in Phoenix, they're buying in Dallas-Fort Worth, and they're buying in Las Vegas, Okay. So I'm going to click on Phoenix. I'm doing it right now. And you look to see how many houses they have. The biggest takeaway you guys are going to have when you click on any of these things is how many houses do they have for sale. Okay. Now, when you get past that, I want you just to choose a house. Just go ahead and choose one. So I'm going to choose this nice little house at uh, 14439 North 132nd North. Who cares, right? So I'm clicking on it, and now I'm going to go to the, I'm going to the page where all the pretty pictures are. looks like any other broker's website. But here's what they have on this page that's very compelling. So I'm going to click on the thing. It's listed for $220,000, and I'm clicking on See Buying Options. Then you basically fill out this simple little form, and they're going to contact you back. So there is an agent involved at some process. And then they have View Disclosures at the bottom. So you guys can scroll down there, click View Disclosures, print those off if you want to start your own programs. And these are more than just uh, the local association of board of uh, realtors' disclosures. These are their disclosures, their terms of service and whatnot. But underneath the list price, after you've you know, clicked around the site, you're going to see they are marketing, trade-in available, open-door guarantee, flexible timeline. So they have trade-in available. So obviously what they're saying is, Mr. Uh, potential Buyer, if you have a house to sell, whether you're moving up, you're moving down, you're moving crossways, we'll buy your house. And they have an open-door guarantee. And what their guarantee is, I believe, that if you are not satisfied with the house that you purchased through them, they'll essentially buy it back from you within 30 days. You just have to tell them you don't like the house, and they'll buy it back to you within 30 days. And then, obviously, the flexible timeline, which is going to be the big, I think, mass appeal to most people. So, guys, that's pretty damn compelling. Now, the question I have for our industry, and, Julie, let's get back to the, the questions here, yes. is why the heck isn't the industry doing this? Why didn't the industry or isn't the industry innovating in this, in this way? Why is it that we're waiting – why is it that the industry – you know, I'm talking to you, uh, Remax. I'm talking to you, Keller Williams. I'm talking to you, Century 21. I'm talking to you, Coldwell Banker. I'm talking to all the independent, you know, privately owned uh, middle-sized brokerages. I'm talking about all the small mom-and-pop brokerages all over the country. Why aren't you guys doing this? Why haven't you done it already? Because you're trying to convince yourself you don't have to? Well, you do have to if you want to be competitive. It's working. Go to their website. Click on their, the cities where they're purchasing properties. Look to see how many houses they've bought and they're buying in. Think about that from a seller's perspective. It's pretty damn compelling, isn't it? All right, so, Julie, let's get to the next point. Um, okay, so yep. 
And so you go, okay, so yes, the, the question about how to create your own program, we do that as part of Premier Coaching. We're working on that now. We're going to give you guys the nuts and bolts of exactly how to create your own program step by step. Uh, we've been working on that for the past month. Question number three we get along uh, get a lot is it ethical legal to generate the lead, uh, to create the lead generation model that you recommend even if I will rarely buy a property through uh, an I offer? I think what that question yeah I think what that question basically means is essentially uh, I th I'm translating it as if if I offer as a broker and an agent an instant offers type program and they end up calling me out to ask me about the program, and I get a seat at the table, but they don't end up using the program because they don't like how the math works with my program. Is that somehow unethical? No, I don't think so. Because the fact is, is your program can be however you want to structure it. If you want, like, for example, OfferPad and OpenDoor, they're not offering the seller the same net. I believe OfferPad nets the seller around 10% less, but I think Open Door, and I might have these backwards. I think Open Doors averages out to be about 12 to 15 percent less. Your program could be 20 percent less. It doesn't really matter. Those of you who have been doing the Guaranteed Home Sale program for the past couple decades, you guys, when you are ending up buying houses through guarantees, you're usually buying them for 30 percent off list or off market price. So this program is either an enhancement to your Guaranteed Home Sale program, or in our opinion, it's probably the next evolution of that existing program. All right, so well, let's move Tim, on. Let, uh, let me go back to this, yes. Tim, because some of these questions have been, you know, agents try to resist this because they'll say, well, I don't want to run a bait-and-switch program or something like that. You're not making them take your offer. You're just offering it as an alternative as one of the many things that you can offer to do for them, a USP, a unique selling proposition. Remember, the point is to make your phone ring with opportunity, pre-qualify them as usual, discuss how your instant offer works, and then proceed based on what their answers are. How is that any different than meeting with them, doing a CMA, and saying, here's what I think I can get for your house? You're not making them list with you. They have the option to do it or not. They have the option to take your list price or not. This is just an iteration of that. So I just wanted to put that conversation to rest, Tim, because I think it gets in the way for some agents, not well, understanding just, that you've got to generate the lead is the point. But go ahead. It's just an excuse. Well, it's just an excuse, right? Yeah. They're trying to be skeptics and trying to figure out a way that they don't exactly. have to do something new. Well, but guys, here's really to Julie's point. Ten out of ten sellers are going to be interested in this. If these guys really start hammering down your marketplace, advertising the USPs that they have, uh, you know, that's caused them to be so successful so fast in these other markets, uh, every single seller in your market is going to at least be interested. Now, will every single seller do business with them? No probably 20 or 30 percent will. Now, when they first start out in your marketplace, maybe it's 5 percent, maybe it's 3 percent. But inevitably, we think that 20 to 30 percent of all transactions within probably two or three years or less will be sold through a process like this. Will they be in every market? I doubt it. I doubt if they're going to try to get too much of a stranglehold in Greenwich, Connecticut, for example, or really expensive markets. But for the most part in the country, I think that these guys have a viable business model in virtually every single market. And they have a viable market even more so when the when actually the price when we have more of a balanced market it's harder for them to get started in a, a market where there's a seller's market because they have to pay more for these houses because they know that the sellers know that they can retail them so it's they're actually probably being more competitive than they'd like to be and as soon as the market turns around or as soon as the market slows down guys 
they are going to have a better, more compelling business proposition to sellers simply for the fact that the sellers are going to be less cocky about their ability to sell their house even through you, you, know, through you a traditional real estate agent or whatever. So that's when the open door guys and that's when these instant offer guys are really going to get market share is when the market turns around. So don't think that that's going to somehow hurt them. And also, and Julie, I'm sure I'm jumping ahead. I got this question a lot. How are these guys making money? Here's really how they're making money, okay? I believe that they're going to make money because they're right now they don't really care too much about making money. What they're doing now is they're just getting market share. We gave you the numbers in Dallas alone, how many houses they had listed currently of, at like 400, right? That's just one market where these guys are. But it, it, let's say, for example, you know, they're buying uh, in Phoenix, one of these companies, I don't remember which one, was buying on average of 100 houses per month. 100 houses per month accumulating means that they're going to have market domination, or at least they're going to have a real market presence that nobody is going to be able to ignore. Their signs are going to be everywhere. Guys, these are not investors buying these houses to rent. These are investors buying these houses to put back for sale. So if, you're, if Phoenix, for example, only increases in value by the inflation rate, whatever you actually believe it to be, but let's say it's 2 or 3%, and uh, they purchased the house at a 12% discount, they're already basically walking into this thing with a 15% margin, right, when they put the house back for sale. That's more than what most investors are making nowadays. Most of the fix and flip guys don't make 15%, do they? No. But here's where we think all this is going to go. And this is the reason all of you must be paying attention to this. It's inevitable as these guys get more and more market share that they are going to question whether or not they want to continue to put their listings in the MLS because they have so many listings. When they stop putting them in the MLS or sooner, they are going to stop paying buyer agent commissions. I suspect, and I cannot find a compelling reason why this is not true, once they get to a point where they do have good market domination, then they're going to start putting their houses probably just on Zillow and on their own websites. And if, you have a, if you're a buyer's agent and you, uh, you know, basically are working with a buyer, and the buyer finds an open door or whatever listing for sale for $300,000, uh, the buyer's agent's commission probably is going to have to go on, pro on top of whatever the purchase price was. So the buyer is going to see, literally, they're going to have to ask themselves, would I just assume buy this house for $300,000 directly from Open Door or whatever, or would I, do I want to pay three hundred nine and have the agent write the offer on the, on the listing? You guys get it? This is where these models go. Now, I would suspect... And if I were them, I would deny that what, I'm, uh, what I just said is what they're thinking about doing. But it's still going to happen. It's an inevitable evolution of it because it's too easy for them to do that. So, look, we talked about the fact that they buy at 12% and they wait a year that they're probably making a 15% margin. Well, if they don't pay a buyer's agent commission, if it doesn't come out of their side of the transaction when they put these houses for sale, now they're at 18%. You don't think they're thinking that? Of course they're thinking that. Are you guys with me? So stay focused on this. Now, there is a process that a seller has to go through to get the house sold. There is an inspection process. These guys aren't buying, you know, properties that need a bunch of work. Um, and I suspect they figured out pretty accurately how to gauge how much work they'd have to put in the houses before they put them back for sale. So I'm, they're working out their algorithms and working out their math. But, again, I'm going to go back to the industry. Why aren't we doing this? Why isn't the brokerage industry doing this? Why isn't Berkshire Hathaway you know, it's owned by the well, – I think he's still the richest guy in the uh, – maybe the second richest guy in the world. Why hasn't Warren Buffett just decided to throw a few billion at this? Maybe he has. Maybe he's going to. Maybe there's a program coming out that we'll all be talking about in six months. What if all of a sudden Berkshire Hathaway guys starts in your marketplace, and I realize they're not in your marketplace yet, not all of them, but they are in many major marketplaces. 
What if all of a sudden Berkshire starts hammering into your marketplace an instant offers program, but you have to work with a Berkshire agent? What if all of a sudden they start doing this in your marketplace? Brokerage, we, talk, we talked about this yesterday. From a brokerage perspective, can you think of a better recruiting tool to get agents to work for your brokerage saying, look, you work for us, you can uh, go after listings and have at your fingertips our instant offers program? Let your creative entrepreneurial juices flow. I don't need to answer all the questions for you guys. You just need to see the opportunity this presents and get out of this fear mode. All right, so Julie, let's talk about how these guys go about raising money. And I'm thinking from the individual agent or small broker's yeah. perspective. How can they go about finding investors to back up their programs? I'm going to take the easy one first. So what Zillow is doing is a good example of what you guys could be doing. If Knock Knock, if OfferPad, if OpenDoor are active in your marketplace, if you you start offering your own instant offers program and you run across the seller and they want to do an instant offers deal and you don't want to buy the house yourself, um, what you could do is you could just basically have OfferPad purchase it. You just give it to OfferPad. Now, you won't get the transaction. You won't get the listing. You won't get a referral fee. You won't get anything. But you can just have them backstop your own program if they're active in your marketplace. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to do it because you're giving them a lead. (laughs) And you probably already talked that seller into uh, doing business with them. So there's the easy button. Now, if you – let's just like Joe in Reno, he's going to create his own program. He called up one of his investor friends. And the guy said, I'll be happy to put $2.5 million into this. If you don't have somebody that has $2.5 million sitting around, Julie, what else could they do to go about finding an investor or investors to purchase these properties? Well, and remember, you guys are not necessarily, although maybe some of our listeners will, but, but by and large, you guys don't have to put money together to buy hundreds per month. You just be, have to be able to back the sellers that say yes now and then. So don't overblow what we're going for here. Okay, so option A, get yourself pre-approved and you become an investor. You can buy up to 10 homes using conventional financing. You could have you know, another LLC do it. You can set up additional entities once you're past 10 homes if that's what's necessary for you. But you get yourself blank, You could do a blanket loan. You could do a blanket loan. You Lots could convert it to a commercial loan. There's a whole bunch of things you could do. So don't let your mind – Julie's point is don't, let, don't think that you can't do this yourself. You can. Go ahead, Julie. Yes, Sorry. you can. Okay, it does take a little bit of work, but you should be doing this anyway as a real estate professional. Okay, uh, point number B, how to do this. Connect or reconnect with all investors you've met in the past. That includes past clients of your own, people in your center of influence, old investor leads that you used to blow off. You guys do like to complain about investors. Go reconnect with them. You probably already have them in your pipeline. Number C, Connect with your local We Buy Ugly Houses and We Pay Cash for Homes investor groups. And there's more than just them. You've got to look in your local market. There's one called wanttosellnow.com. Newwestern.com is in Texas. Know who the companies are, how they operate, and how commissions are handled. They're not all the same. Some of them you're not going to make anything. Some of them you write it into the deal. And others you're just working with them as if they were one of your buyer clients. So – connect with we buy ugly houses guys they advertise everywhere okay point number d raising money how are you going to do this builders are often investors a lot of builders have their own intake programs when you build with them they'll buy your house maybe you don't have to build with them for them to want to buy your house some of them are investors themselves so leverage your existing builder relationships know who takes homes in and how their programs work would they buy at a 12 percent discount if you brought them the deal possibly you might make both sides on a transaction like that Okay, 
point number E, find local investor groups on Facebook. All of you guys have that locally. Even if you're in the middle of Iowa farmland, there are investor groups. You can find them on well, Facebook Billy, hold and on. other yeah, yeah, other. So Facebook, meetup.com, uh, you guys will often meetup. find yeah, meetup.com, and there's also, like, literally, there's groups of investors that get together and all over the, you know, they might meet at the local donut shop. You're just going to have to tap into that. We have coaching clients that uh, basically work with wholesale investors, and uh, I, I'm about to give away a great marketing idea for all of you guys, a great spoke. And what they do is they meet up with all these guys that have done the traditional wholesaling uh, of properties, you know, done the We Buy Ugly Houses, who've done all that. Well, by the way, go to WeBuyUglyHouses.com and find out who the local, they're not franchises, but find out who the local guy is that's basically bought the right to use the WeBuyUglyHouses.com uh, uh, you know, brand and contact them, and they probably will want to purchase the properties. When you got him on the phone or her on the phone, ask them for where the investor meetings happen, and they'll probably get, tip you off to a few. Go there and meet the people and tell them what you're doing. And, guys, I promise you, finding investors to purchase properties is about the easiest thing ever. If you've ever had a marginal property for sale in the MLS, you already have your own investor list. Finding investors is the easiest thing ever. Okay, so that's really the bottom line. Don't think you can't find the money. You can. Now, I'm going to read something. This is directly from Open Door's website. It's right in front of me. How is Open Door different from Home Flippers? This is the question we had. Open Door is quite different from Home Flippers. Flip, flippers typically look for undervalued and distressed homes sold in desperate circumstances and aim for a minimum return of a 25% on their purchase. In contrast, we buy competitively valued, uh, competitive valued homes in good addition and try to make a uh, and, and don't try to make a large profit on the homes we buy and sell the way the flipper does. So there you go, guys. There's the actual math. They're going into this looking for small margins. They're going to make it up in volume, obviously. And it, again, go to, their, go to their FAQ. This will really walk you through how to kind of create your own program. Industry, I'm really, you know, if you guys, if the broker is listening right now, and I have a feeling a lot of brokers are listening right now because I've been getting a lot of emails, and you guys are all going to come out with your own programs, do not wait. I mean, do not convince yourself this is a difficult thing to do. This is the easiest thing ever. Um, you know, and just execute it. Don't wait. Remember, guys, e Open Door, OfferPad, all these guys, the direct contact with a sales agent still is having to take place. So you're still going to need somebody that's receiving the lead in your business who's compelling, who knows how to sell it. Who based, so if some of you guys create these programs, you have to really think through the entire process. Don't allow this. Don't just throw this to your agents who are all going to just try to flip this to a normal listing because you'll end up getting no transactions from this. You have to train up in your brokerages one or two people to help launch these types of things and really focus on making sure their, their aim is to make the program work opposed to some side benefit which, to them, which is a, you know, brokers, you know what I'm talking about. So, and again, they walk through the buying and selling process. They walk through the types of properties. Now, this is actually interesting. What to say? What cities is Open Door purchasing? And I use Open Door because they're the biggest one so far. Open Door is currently uh, purchasing homes in Phoenix metro area, uh, Dallas Fort Worth, and Las Vegas, and Atlanta, Atlanta metro area. And they're obviously they're talking about expanding. Now, here's the other thing: What types of homes do they purchase? We talked about this a little bit, but what you guys need to get your 
heads out of your rumps and realize is these guys are not really looking for distressed property. Matter of fact, I go as far as to say they probably don't want a dirtbag house because they don't want to have to basically have it sit in inventory and fix it up and deal with all the liability of it. So they're looking in those marketplaces for homes between 100000 and 500000 in those marketplaces. Now, I think uh, OfferPad didn't have a limit on the price ranges they were looking at. They're trying to figure out what the sweet spot in the market is. What we'll probably see as these companies evolve is we'll probably see some of these companies specialize in more expensive homes and less expensive homes and all that type of thing. We might even see uh, you know, companies that are regional and to the coasts, or maybe there'll be an, uh, an open-door type company for condos. Who knows? I mean, there's so much opportunity with this, guys. It's just insane. That's how I want you to feel excited, motivated, not scared, not fearful. Um, and again, I, Julie and I have actually played around with this because we have properties in a bunch of different states and, and markets where these guys are active. And we've put our properties in these, uh, into their, uh, their computer systems to see how it works. And I have to say, it works great. <laughs> you know, It's pretty straightforward. It's not complicated. So listen, guys, here's the bottom line. I know times of change will often cause a lot of fear. And I don't want you to be fear. I want you to be fearful. I just got an email from one of you. Okay, so Open Door right now has, are you ready for it? Thank you, Joe, for sending this to me. I know you're listening. They have 7,200 homes for sale currently nationwide. 7,200 homes for sale nationwide. So we have to stop uh, questioning whether this is something that the marketplace wants. It clearly wants what these guys are offering. You have to copy them. You have to do the same thing. We should have the advantage. We, being traditional real estate, should have the advantage. We should have brought this to the marketplace. Instead, we're doing, unfortunately, what we have always been done, been doing. Uh, we're being lazy, and we're having to play catch-up. We have to stop acting like that. Otherwise, this industry and the traditional uh, agents and brokerages deserve to fail. If we're not being attentive to the fact that buyers and sellers want a different experience than what a lot of traditional brokerages are offering, if we're not going to accommodate the changing needs of our uh, customers, then we deserve to fail. That's really the bottom line, guys. So look, let's not fail. Let's together work on being competitive. Let's accept the fact that this is going to be very disruptive to the industry, and there's no reason to believe these guys aren't going to continue to build momentum. And, Joe, thank you for sending that statistic for me. Again, Open Door has 7,200 homes for sale. So if you guys need me for anything, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Oh, you know what? They have 7,200, uh, nation, uh, not nationwide, but Dallas, Las Vegas, Atlanta, in uh, Arizona. So it's not even nationwide. It's just in those four markets, 7,200. Think about that. If you guys need me for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We'd love to talk about this more with you guys individually. If you need any help, let us know. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.